Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 313. This is Russ, and joining me tonight are Aaron North and Jim Dietz. Hey. Hello. Dr. Current is uh, on assignment this week. <laughs> He's um, off getting grabbed in certain places from behind. Yes, yes. Just uh, like Teddy did with uh, Nick. Yes, and hopefully Mr. Chubster Domus will uh, will be back with us soon, uh, we hope. Um, before we get into the episode proper, um, I thought we'd maybe just talk very briefly about another zombie movie that has a connection to Fear the Walking Dead. Um which is Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which uh, premiered on Netflix. As you listen to this, I guess it was uh, the Friday before. Um, what did you What did you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I take it you both. Well, I know you both have seen it. But. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I'll start. I, you know, it, it's particularly of interest to me because not only is it a zombie film, it's a Zack Snyder zombie film. I think Dawn of the Dead is Zack Snyder's best movie, so I was just really excited about that. Also, I think this is his best film since Watchmen, and Watchmen was the reason I started listening to you guys. So it all came full circle. To begin it with, always with does. This movie. Um, but no, I, I to Watchmen. It always uh-huh. did. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it, but and and there will be more to say on the podcast that I co-host with Abe out now there and Abe, where Jim Dietz is also a guest this week, where we talk at length about. Hey, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, Jim will talk in a second, too, but I'll just say, you know, I really enjoyed it. And also, as far as the connection to this show, uh, Garrett Dillahunt has a nice and meaty role in the film um, that uh, he he plays basically the opposite of John Dory. (laughs) He plays a total scumbag. Yeah, uh, but he's very good in it. Yes. And it's a very fitting role given his penchant for getting um, eaten by tigers. If you haven't seen the movie Burning Bright, I recommend you watch that film as well. Uh, but no, I, I enjoyed the film quite a bit. I, I thought it was fun. It was a, it was a good ride. It was, it was the kind of thing. Um, I know the cliche is turn off your brain and enjoy yourself or whatever. But I mean, if you looked at the story a little bit too closely, you might be like, you know, wait a minute. But if you just you know get in and ride the ride, it was pretty fun as as those rides go. Um, Dave Bautista is uh, a better actor than than people give him credit for. I think. And I like I like some of the cast in this. Again, it was very tropey and everything. I like the hierarchy of um, zombies, though. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool, interesting idea to take we hadn't had before. Yeah. And it, and you know, a slight spoiler here: a zombie who wears a helmet. <gasps> yeah. Such a great idea. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, it actually is a clever. T- like it's the kind of thing where I'm. St- I was dumb at the first. I was like. He has a mask. That's something. Then I'm like, oh, because he protects his head. Like it just like a click to me. <laughs> and like, and I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Good for him. He's wearing He's a helmet like we would wear a helmet. <laughs> exactly. So much like us. Why would you wear a helmet? Well, to protect 
protect your your, your melon. You don't. Oh, yeah. and um, like Tig Notaro, who is really fun in the movie, in the the reshot role that was for her yes. inserted into the film, uh, she might have the best line when there's a point where, where they're escaping a certain place, and she's like, was that zombie wearing a cape? That just killed me. Yes. <laughs> In fact, when they were doing the not to get too deep in, but when they were doing the you know, getting the group together part of the movie, uh, hers was like my my favorite one, just because oh, yeah. it was it was very against like. Although it, thinking back on it, though, it kind of reminded me of Flash in Justice League. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, Affleck, yeah, yes, yes. Screwed him. It's some it's like yeah, yeah. I'm in. It's like no, stop talking. Yes, I'm. Yes, it's okay, I'm in. Yeah. No problem. But anyway, yeah, it was fun. Ride the ride. If you have Netflix, it's definitely you know worth streaming it. And, and it was. It's a little long though. I thought it was a little. Long. Yeah, yeah. I think yes. I think it. No, it's it's on Netflix. Well, that's that's what that pause button's for. You know, yeah. Go take a break. Have a sandwich. Come back. <laughs> watch the rest of the movie. Uh, so far, like Tignataro is like two for two in recent performances for me because like she killed it in this one and then also in Star Trek Discovery. Um, I, I just, I love when, Oh yeah, she was good on that. It, it, yeah. So good. Like just, just the wise ass kind of like, I don't know, just the, the comic timing and everything is just really, really good. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I mean this movie, this movie answers the question I have sometimes when watching, uh, the walking dead or fear the walking dead as it may be. Um, like what about the animals? And so this this answers the question of you know why don't the the animals get zombified? They're mammals as well. Um, yeah, I mean you got a zombie riding a zombie horse. I mean what like that's just brilliant. And then the tiger, even more brilliant. This is a lot of spoilers, but I mean if you've seen the trailer, you've pretty much seen right. it. I mean you know there's yeah. a tiger. <laughs> yeah, the tiger's in the trailer that, but I mean I don't know. It's not like anyway. the horse does anything of a, of, yeah. of, of notes in the movie. Um, That's true. But yeah, it's yeah, yes. Um Yeah, it just it was fun. It was it was just a lot of fun. Um I'm curious because they're doing a TV show as a prequel. Is that is is that they're my doing understanding? a TV show and an anime. So there's um, there's an anime series that's the TV show and then the okay and then there's a pre there's a prequel film coming right. that's Army that's, of Thieves right. yeah that stars and is directed by the German actor Matthias uh, Schoenhofer okay he's, he's he's star of that film so the okay and, so the, and and a VR experience yeah, uh, yes of course the VR <laughs> the most important piece of the puzzle of course can't forget the VR experience there. so I I didn't realize that the prequel series was. An anime, so that okay, that makes more sense. No, 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 no. no. The, oh, oh, no. Well, I don't know if the, I don't know if it's a prequel series. It's just a series in this universe. Right. We know we know the movie is a is a is a a prequel. There's a show. Looking at the IMDb's, um, there is a show that shows up with the actors from the movie doing parts. So that's what threw me All off. Right. I- INDB. <laughs> I don't know. True. But yeah. The things I know for sure is there's definitely an anime and there's a movie that's literally already been shot. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's what I know for sure is happening. Army of the Dead Las Vegas. That's the series. Right. We, we, then, we watched that. Ar- <laughs> and Army of Thieves is the prequel. Interesting. Scott and his rescue crew's efforts to protect all they love during the first phases of the mysterious zombie outbreak in Vegas. Yeah. 
More to come, I guess. Um, all right. So that's... Uh, Can I talk me- about some news real quick for yeah, everybody? Please okay. do. Real fast. Um, they've, uh, we've booked Living Dead Weekend here in uh, the Pittsburgh area in the uh, western Pennsylvania area. Uh, if you're anywhere near here, Ohio, West Virginia, New York even, it's going to be uh, July 4th weekend at the Monroeville Mall where they shot the original Dawn of the Dead. So it doesn't get many more authentic than that. We're going to have celebrity appearances and uh, location tours to the movie from the you know some of the cast and crew of the original Dawn of the Dead. There's going to be cosplay, vendors, all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, that's all... I'm sorry, I just lost the name of the charity. But it, <laughs> but half of the proceeds are going to the charity and the other half are going to the people that are doing the um, the actual event. So it's Living Dead Weekend here in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's July uh, 2nd through the 4th. Just go to livingdeadweekend.com and check that out. It's for a uh, good cause. Very cool. Excellent. It is Army of the Dead Las Vegas is the anime series. Okay, that makes sense yeah. then. Yeah. So it is a prequel series, I guess. Oh, and I wanted to, before we get into the recap, I wanted to apologize. It's Sherry. I'm sorry. I got taken to task by <laughs> a few of our listeners from last week. We had to do it off the cuff and uh, and, and quick because it was just uh, Aaron and myself. Um, but it is Sherry, and I am sorry, guys. I apologize to uh, Sean Tennyson and Yuki Yoshi, who both uh, took me to task. So Sherry it is. The thing that happened is like once you get one in your head, you're just convinced that it's that way. Yes, <laughs> and, and to be fair, like the, the Facebook comments last week were evenly split between Sherry and Shelley. So yeah, it, it feels like an Archer. <laughs> it's an Archer Cheryl Carroll situation. That's what's going on here. Yes, uh, I see. I see. Yes, yes. So apologies to all the Sherry fans out there. All the Sherry stands. Yeah, both of them. All three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this week we are going to talk about season six, episode fourteen, mother. Mother, mother, simple title. So it's this is the movie with. Uh, um, oh, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to make a Jennifer Lawrence joke, but I lost it. So. Yeah. Well, that's that's mother. Of course. <laughs> Not to be confused with Mother, Mother. starring Debbie Reynolds and Alfred. Well, um, our own Aaron Neuwirth wrote it as Mother with an exclamation point here in the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. So. I, I did that on purpose. <laughs> me, being, me, me being an old, I was understandably confused. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, we start this episode with Teddy, who's in prison uh, as the... And he's listening to a radio as the outbreak is. We can tell that this is the beginnings of the of the outbreak. Things are things are getting crazy on the news. Um, and as he's coming through, there's a man that's going to get executed, being led by the guards. Um, and uh, obviously, uh, uh, that one of the guards even makes a comment to him that uh, essentially he's he's got to be next. Um, uh, so I don't watch the next on previews for these shows just because I don't want to. Um, I was not that I was convinced, but I was like, are we going to get a whole episode of this? Because I was into it. Like I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to see a, a guy that was on death row, like get out of this situation. That sounds really neat to me. We yeah. didn't get that, but I still like this cold open quite a bit. Yeah, there's a, there's a scene in the uh, Stephen King's The Stand that's very similar to that, right? Yep. Yep, yep. The guy has to try to break out by himself after a giant apocalypse. But yeah, I had not seen the uh, previously on either. I was kind of hoping for a prequel episode of Teddy as well. 
alas, not to be. Um, oh, well. But he tells the guy being executed the end is the beginning. So even even at this stage, Teddy – and obviously we kind of get the hint of that from John Dory Sr. in the last episode, you know, as things – this all – everything's related to everything um, in this. So <clears throat> they walk on by. There's a huge amount of commotion, red lights going off, you know, sirens, uh, and his cell door opens. And, uh, you know, of course, there's a bunch of walkers going by. One gets to him. He stabs it in the head with a pen. Um, and there's a, a photo. He he takes uh, a photo of his, conceivably his mother, that he has in his cell, and um, and says that she was right. He just needed to be patient. And the character of Teddy is very interesting to me because at times he comes off as buffoonish and other times he comes off as being um, very calculated and conniving um, and then other times, you know, pretty serious. So it, it's it's almost like um, I hate to, to, to use like the Joker analogy, but. Um, cause I think he's, he's, it's just, I find his character interesting that I never know if he's like kind of putting an act on or, um, like, uh, purposely acting a little silly, um, at times. And, and I think, and, and at first I was like, how it, it kind of takes me back to the, to the Virginia conversation, right? Like what makes this person so special and so threatening or whatever that people will follow him. And in, and in the beginning of this episode, we got a lot of like buffoonery and, and that kind of had me questioning, like how was he able to get all these people to follow him? And then as the episode goes along, I definitely got the vibe of, Oh, he, this is, this is done on purpose. He's kind of, you know, gaslighting or whatever. And then it kind of clicks for me and was like, Oh, okay, I get it now. Like this guy knows how to play people. Um, you know, like but any, if you keep using that, kid, I mean, people who who exhibit that try to exhibit that kind of control of other people, one of the tactics they use is to be chaotic, right? Right. So that way, the person's always on edge, always on their toes, always never knowing what's going to happen next. So, I think that uh, it, I think I mean John Glover is obviously great at this in this role, but I think that's the way he's playing it. Like uh, you know, definitely playing into that kind of uh, unsteadiness and unease that he can inspire. You know, keep his you know, people in line by, you know, uh, fear and, uh, and inspiration. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's, you know, sometimes this happens by inconsistency or, you know, just kind of like poor writing. And I think, again, this feels much more deliberate. Um, and again, by the end of the episode, I think my opinion had changed. So I think yeah, they, they obviously I, did, did a good job. <laughs> given, given where we've been with this season, I, I feel like the benefit or at least the strength of it is that everything feels very thought out. Yeah. Um, so I think I mean once again I think that's working in their favor because I, I I agree as far as there's a certain image you're getting projected off of John Glover and how he's doing this role, but there's also like enough there, and certainly by the end where you're like, no, oh, yeah, it's he the wheels are turning in his head constantly as far as how to do things. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's our cold open. Uh, Teddy, of course, is the. Um, recipient of the graphical image with kind of this yellowish tint this week uh, for for the cold open graphic, which I always I always like to call it the cold open graphics. Um, and so when we come back, we get Alicia, who's you know in uh, you know in a room, 
and she's hearing the rec- you know Teddy's recordings like over and over again uh and again very chaotic um you know a lot of it is you've been here before this all happened again and again and again and over and over and the, you know obviously they're trying to um maybe not brainwash but but kind of get Alicia in a state where she's I'm assuming going to be more amenable to um, to listen to what they have to say or to go along with some things just to get out of um, this this situation where she's being driven crazy. Um, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> situations I look at, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want to be in that. That's pretty much my reaction anytime I see this happening. Yeah, for one thing. Like, you know, I don't want to be brainwashed or whatever, but also it just feels really, really boring to have to be like, yeah, what's my day consist of lying on my back and hearing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. That just sounds really boring. Um, but Teddy eventually comes in, <laughs> they take her in a room um, and he wants to make sure that she's committed um, to his cause and, and going to kind of, uh, you know, go along with with his vision for what you know, how things are going to happen. And he, he really thinks that she's going to come around and she pretty much bluntly says, yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm not, I'm not going to do this. Um, and I, I will stop calling him, um, uh, uh, Nick Stahl. And I will actually use his, his character name of Riley. Um, uh, so this is the first time in my notes. I actually call him Riley and not Nick Stahl. <laughs> um, but Riley wants to just <laughs> sh- shoot her and get it over with. Uh, and Teddy is like, no, 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 like, you know, no, the, the, he's got his, he's got a plan. He's got his reason. Uh, he knows, he knows what he's doing. So, um, what was this movie used on him? Like there was the behind the back ball grab or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, wow, that's, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Yes. Well, what I, I mean, for one thing, yeah, weird, but also it's like, oh, so he's a dog. Like he just treats him like a dog. Yeah. I, I really, I enjoyed the kind of display of power. That's, that's what it felt yeah, like to totally. me. And he even said like the, ooh, and after he was done, he's like, yeah, the people you meet on death row, right? Like, so obviously he's, he's been with him since the beginning conceivably and also another death row inmate. So not somebody to be probably trifled with, so. Yeah, that that was an odd. At first, I was like, "Did he just grab him in the nuts?" And I was like, and then they they cut back again and they show it, and I was like, "Yep, he sure did." Yeah. <laughs> um, and the camera wanted to make sure you knew that he was doing. Yes, that. yes, yeah. Because yeah. I, like, I can see that as a like a not that I have any real knowledge of how prisons actually work beyond stuff I've seen in movies, but the the, the notion of like how does one assert control over a scenario? I can see that being a. You know, the kind of thing that's used in prison as far as an intimidation tactic or whatnot is like, yeah, I'll go there. Like, I get, I can see that. One might say a power grab. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that feels like a specific thing someone research is like, if you're in prison, like, how do you, how do you establish dominance? Well, you can grab by the balls. Like, yeah, all right, that makes sense to me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, with a lack of means, a lack of any instrumentation or anything, like, you know. Definitely get your attention. Yes. So then we cut to Teddy, who's gassing up the truck. We could spend another ten minutes on this ball grab if you want to. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to mention it because I was, uh, yeah, it was a memorable moment. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's got a line in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rolling along. Um, so yeah, Teddy's Teddy's gassing up the truck, and 
uh, he's going to take Alicia with him. And again, Riley is kind of objecting to this. Like, why is he doing this? Like, he doesn't trust her. He's pretty sure that if the first opportunity, she's going to try and kill him. Um, but again, Teddy's he's got the he's got a plan. He knows what he's doing. And I think he knows that Alicia is not going to kill him until she figures out what it is he's trying to do. Um, or at least until then. Um so at that time, a bunch of new recruits come in. The van shows up and a bunch of people get out. And, of course, Dakota is one of them. Um, and then I like her disguise. Just putting a little dirt on her nose. Yeah. And wearing her hat down. That's her idea of a disguise. Yeah. Oh, good. Good on you. Um, so, of course, Teddy wants her to come to come with uh, as well. Dakota, because he, he once he realizes that. Alicia and Dakota know each other. Um, he wants to bring her along too. <clears throat> and part of me at the, given how this episode ends, I still wonder if this isn't, wasn't also part of his plan, like making sure that they showed up at the time they were leaving. And he knew that because he seems to know a lot about them as well. So, Oh yeah. He's, he's playing some, you know, multidimensional chess here. Like yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I think he's the kind of, he's, He's got like a Joker thing as far as like it's not that everything is, you know, in place as far as exactly to the minute. But like he knows how to improvise in the right ways. But he has a pretty, pretty good idea of what's going to take place. I think. Yeah. Like, he's, uh, I, like I like I like this Teddy. I like this character. I think this is an effective oh, yeah. villain. I do think the it's not a matter of agreeing with him, but I do think it's doing enough to get you to understand his point of view and what he's after. And that's always the best kind of villain. So. And this yeah, is the yeah. first villain we've had in a while that I find believable. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. this guy could definitely have done what he has done here. He definitely could, you know, has the ego and the uh, manipulation skills to, you know, uh, in the, enable this cult and have all these people follow him. You know, like you were saying before about the Virginia problem, he definitely does not have that at all. I can totally get what he what's going on here and. Like I said earlier, Glover's killing it. I really, really yeah. appreciate it. A, a, a key part of it is what you pointed out earlier, Jim, too, at some point, I think, uh, is that he was already crazy before like this yeah. taking over. Like, So it's I'm trying to think if we've ever had villains that are already villainous and just, or, and just you know, this only added to that. Because I think for the most part, this whole series, both all the series are generally about how power corrupts, right? And the apocalypse is turning. Right people that were one way into a different thing where sure. this feels like one of the at least one of the few if we have had one but one of the few that was they were already in this direction and now they've just they're just amplifying it yeah because i mean were, if, if you think about um the governor, governor negan, negan the yeah, heapsters heapsters the uh, samantha morton yeah uh, they're, they're all different but i mean yeah yeah that's a great point the heapsters <laughs> 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 um so yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting, um, and, and a little bit of like Charlie Manson, obviously, with the whole cult thing comes to yeah. mind. So it's like a little bit of like Joker crossed with Charlie Manson kind of thing going on. The hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he gives Riley the key uh, when he leaves and tells Riley, "If I don't come back, you know what to do with this." So again, I think Teddy fully at this point, like, I don't think it really matters to him if he makes it or he doesn't make it. Like he's, he's got a bigger thing. And, and again, this will kind of come up at the end of the episode, but he definitely has a a bigger thing going on. Um, and then Dakota goes up to Alicia and says like, Hey, I think, I think we can kill him. And, 
you know, we can, we should be able to take them. And, and Alicia's like, wait, there, there, number one, there is no, we, um, like, I don't want anything to do with you. Don't, don't pretend you're on my side or you're with me. And I'm two, all done. Uh, I'm all done forgiving teenage killers of friends of mine. So yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> my limit was one. <laughs> yeah. And I already used that up. So yeah. um, pass. Um, but he, he, Alicia tells her like, no, we need to find out what he's up to. Like he's, he, there's something big he's has planned and we are not killing him until we figure out what that is. Um, and so they, they take off and they start driving in the truck. Um, and I love that he, he nicknames Dakota Sue. Yeah. And they ask why. And he's like, Sioux Falls, my favorite city in the Dakotas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so random. It's, it's, it's a nice little quirky book. Right? Yes. Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. <laughs> um, so as they, they drive along, um, they end up at a cemetery. And they go to uh, like a crypt and uh, open it up, and it's a decomposing woman's body. And Teddy makes it seem like that's his mother, and he acts very, uh, uh, very creepy around this. He kisses uh, de- the corpse. Yeah, kisses the corpse. Very, very, uh, very disconcerting. Um, and he wants her to be a part of his new beginning. And wraps her up in in a, a some sort of tarp or something, and then they load her in the truck, and just driving down the road with this decomposing corpse in the back of a pickup truck. Um, she asks about the keys, and of course he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, you know, he's she's not ready for him to 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 tell her yet. Um, and at that point, uh, truck gets a flat tire, starts spinning around. And uh, what we think is Mama flies out of the truck um, onto the onto the pavement. Cut to big blooded bug eyes going, Mother! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which he has, since we, sorry, Jerry, since it's not his mother, he has to sell that moment. <laughs> yes. Which is more interesting also. Yeah, it, in retrospect, this is like a lot weirder. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty weird at the time, but then you think back and like, wait a minute. That, so that wasn't like, it's even more bizarre. Um so they load her up in the back of the uh, back of the truck, and it's hilarious because it, it's not even like Alicia and Dakota being like, "That's all you, man." Like, <laughs> like you want to load your mama back up in the truck? Have fun. No, they're they're just helping them out and load this body back. Um. <clears throat> so as they're as they load her up, they realize they need to do something about the tire, and a bunch of walkers uh, start to swarm around them. And uh, one by one, they start uh, killing them and more show up. And then all of a sudden, and, and of course, Teddy has the one where he he doesn't like kill it right away. He's like holding on to it. And it, it again, very strange. Um, and then a shot rings out and a bunch of other shots. And uh, we find out that it's Cole standing there that has saved them. And the first response I said was, Oh yeah, I, I, oh yeah! That guy that I don't remember that I yeah, should definitely. remember definitely. from season four and the yeah, stadium. I'd, I had to go back to the wiki too on this one. I didn't even bother. I was just like, I get it. They're some asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I just have Cole question mark in my notes, <laughs> dude. I, I I kid you not. I have Cole question mark in my yeah. notes as well. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, sure. Um, 
like the way they're talking about it, it's like oh your mother like all right yeah because <laughs> some, some guy some guy that like even if i looked this up they'll just be like he was with the group and then he wasn't like all yeah right. <laughs> But good on you, Jim. I'm glad you did the work for the podcast that we do. Yeah, that the, should be responsible for things like the that. Big two, the big two clicks it took to get to the wiki. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah. We need some liquid refreshment after I, that. Jeez. I actually I started by going to the actor's IMDb page and was like, okay, how many episodes of Fear was he in? Okay, let me go to the first one. Oh, yeah, okay, yes, the stadium. See, he already clicked more than I did, so good job. <laughs> yeah, I was not smart enough to just do it in two clicks. I had to do it in, in many more. Um. I did say I did say it in my best Adam West voice though to the wiki. <laughs> um, so he he mentions that he can. There's an auto parts store that he knows um, that he could take him to, so they can get the stuff to fix the truck. Teddy tried to call, you know, before before they decide to go that way. Teddy tried to call um, Riley on the radio and and couldn't get him to uh, you know couldn't get him on the radio. So. Um, they're kind of at Cole's mercy at this point. And Teddy wants him to give up his gun. Um, and Cole is having none of that. But he even says, you know, give it to Alicia. So, you know, like a friendly, friendly face. And so um, Alicia tells him, you know, yeah, it's, it's okay. And she takes, uh, she takes the gun. They get to this place to find the supplies. And um, he says they got ambushed a week after... Um, the the whole hubbub at the stadium, and um, they they you know they after that they left. They got ambushed at a hotel, um, and that's that's how it happened. So, um, you know, the, well, the, first he's like all friendly, like, yes, oh, this is my friendly. way of repaying Madison for what she did. Yeah, uh, let me help you. She helped us. Blah 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 blah. But then they get to the store, and it's a different story. Yeah. Um. And Cole wants to know where uh, Teddy's Teddy's place is, um, and the Which rest of them. Cole, Cole and his buddies are more like raiders now. Yeah, and it's and it's Cole and I forget the other two folks' names, like the, both from the the stadium. So it's like this crew that escaped when things went bad, and they, um, you know, he he even says like, "Oh, those unsavory types that um, uh, that I told you about." Yeah, that that's you know. We, Boy, we that's be, us. That's us now. Um, <laughs> um, Vivian is one of them. Yes, and I think Don or something with a D. Sure. Anyway, I'll go with Don. Um, so Cole wants to know where the where where Teddy's place is. The rest of them just want to leave. Doug. Doug. Yes, I knew it was something with a D. I was close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the rest of them just want to leave, and. Um, you know, Teddy's not having any of it. He's like, you know, no, I'm not going to tell you, you know, where my people are. And, you know, the, the rest of them are, tr- you know, just trying to convince Cole, like, look, let's get out of here. We got a truck. And he's like, you, you know, if I let you go, even even though I know you, I can't trust you because you're just at some point going to come across us again and then you'll kill us. Um, so he's he's wanting to find out where Teddy's place is and then and then take off. Um, and he thinks he can get him to talk by shooting uh, his mother because he said, you know, I, I saw, you know, when the body came out, uh, when, you know, when the when this happened earlier and you seem very, you know, very attached to it. And Teddy's like, well, go go ahead. If you want to shoot the body, go, you know, go ahead. And so he does. He shoots it in the chest and then shoots it in the face. And 
Um, was well, that a little un, un, all right, unnerving? It's, I mean, we see headshots on this show all the time, but like to just see it explode into like a dark mass of maggots, yeah, kind of kind of more unnerving than seeing the bloody headshot that we see all the time. At least to me, anyway. Well, because it didn't do anything to me. <laughs> like, I oh, I mean, it was, to me, it was yeah, creepy as hell. It was more like than a whoa, you know what I mean? Maybe it's because I just watched Garrett Dillahunt's face get ripped off a couple of times that in slow motion because they were that scene. But I was just kind of always like, yeah, oh, you can see a face rip this point. You see a whole. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Um, yeah. So he he shoots it in the face, and then Teddy goes, "Oh, that that's not even my mother." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Like, at this point, I just had a big, like, what the hell is going Like, then what's his whole deal? Like, what's the purpose of all this? Um, and, he, and he says he was trying to prove that the people Madison saved were um, were gone. Like, that, that the you know, his the people his mother, um, you know, were responsible for to, to t- kind of, te- I guess, teach Alicia a lesson. Um, but... Uh, it turns out that that you know that, that them being alive is even that much better because yeah not, you know he can see how they were corrupted you know it's it's not even that they they didn't make it it's they did make it and she it was for nothing right like he she her her mom saved them and tried to do the right thing and they turned into a bunch of scumbags so uh, blows back into the same same thing about you know. This is why I wanted to start everything over. This is why I wanted yep. to destroy everything. Blah blah. blah. It just because he folds it right back into his philosophy. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, Cole offers uh, for Alicia to come with him, and she refuses because, again, she kind of reiterates, like, no, that like he is something bad is going to happen, and we have got to figure out what it is and try and stop him, or a lot of people are going to die. Like this isn't like Alicia understands the gravity of whatever it is that he's planning is is pretty is pretty severe, right? Um, and not underestimating it. Um, Good on her, by the way, because you know. It's a pretty abstract thing he plans to do. Like I don't know if I'd necessarily be like, oh yeah, that's probably what's going on under the under the hood there. Yeah, yeah. So her intuition is is quite the her midi chlorine count must be quite high. Yes. <laughs> uh, but then Cole says, look, 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 if you don't come with me, then I have to kill you too, um, because I ca- I can't afford for you to 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 live. So lines them up all in the road uh, to shoot them, and a bunch of walkers start approaching. And uh, just as she turns, as he turns to look in shooting Teddy, um, Alicia jumps up and hits him. And uh, then, like, chaos ensues, right? Like, the walkers get closer. Um, uh, the, the two people that were with Cole from the, from the stadium both get, get eaten. Um, even though they have guns. Yeah, even though they have guns, somehow they were taken, I don't taken, understand. taken I by surprise. I don't understand that at all. I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Jim, they were walking very slowly from a distance, so clearly they got overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're totally quiet, too. They're like ninjas. And yeah. they've been surviving for years, so I mean, this, they just weren't prepared. Yeah. I guess not. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But so, yeah, we get that showdown, and then you get the the, the zombie with the hole in its chest <laughs> used as a human shield. That was un- cool. An undead an undead shield. Yes. The gun through the, gun through the gut um, with the pistol you know out the other side uh from alicia and using it as a human shield or a zombie shield i guess that was uh it, it was especially cool because they used the right angle they did have to show you a shot of her arm going through the hole so that means there was some ingenuity to you know make that work yeah. visually yeah so like good on them for not like 
obviously there's whatever tricks they did, but I mean, it, it didn't come across as an easy cheat. It felt more like, a, oh, yeah, they put they put some thought into how this will work. So. Yeah. And again, something we haven't seen. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm always yeah. impressed when they can go, you know, again, we talk about before, but you know 10 season and 10 seasons on the main show this is six seasons on this show the right. fact that they can still do something unique and interesting with uh with the zombies is I, I always kind of applaud that when i see something that that comes across as clever agreed like the whole thing with the embalming fluid that teddy does to his uh you know um prisoners or whatever yes yes yeah once again i mean despite the <laughs> <laughs> the confusion we had over like what was the plan here exactly i mean the the thought the, the that does seem like there's thought going into all of this which i very much appreciate yeah, yeah. um but ultimately <coughs> alicia shoots um shoots cole because she knows that he's like the, the, the he's he's either going to take the try and take the truck and leave or kill them or make another run at it or whatever. So she's, she realizes this, he's, he's beyond saving. Um, and so Teddy is like super excited about this. Like, um, again, I think he's proving, um, his, he feels he's proving his point about Alicia and what her, what he thinks her role is left to play in, whatever society is going to come after all this is, is done. Mm-hmm. And that it you really could leave her past behind. It really would have helped if at some point Teddy was like, we live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ahead of the curve. That's funny. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm um, crazy. I'm just ahead of the curve. Yeah. But then he starts talking about his, his, he starts talking about his mother and, and you know, um, it was after he went to mortuary school and he uh, he started writing in his journals. And it, it, this is where he kind of come up, came up with his manifesto or his philosophy or whatever you want to call it um, and start putting it in journals. And the uh, the Ted Commandments. Yes. The Ted. <laughs> nice. The nice Ted one. Um, and so Alicia was like, oh, well, what, you know, and then, you know, she ended up calling the, you know, the police out or whatever. And he's like, or she threatened to, to, to have him put away. Like she did not take kindly to what he was doing and was willing to, uh, to basically narc on her own son. And, uh, and so Alicia's just listening to this and he's like, oh, well, I, I, I killed her and buried her in the yard. And, um, and what do you say? Like, you know, winter came and then spring came. And when spring came, basically where I buried her, all these flowers and, and stuff came up. And so that's when he knew, you know, that it's, it's all, you know, basically I allowed her to um, become something, uh, something new again. So again, it's this whole, this whole mantra that he has. Um, and, and, and given what they were doing with the people in um, mulching them up in the basement, that, that, uh, that kind of fits. Um, yeah, but I didn't think it was the real story, to be honest. Oh, you think I this think is like Joker level stuff? I think I think it's like a story he's telling her to help her understand. But I think there's more going on. But that's just me. Yeah, it's a good theory. Um, he he finally tells her that now he feels like she's ready. Like, okay, you are now ready to learn the truth because he feels like she's 
um, she's in a good spot, even though she's really not. I mean, she's not buying into this yet. I mean, Teddy thinks that because she went through these hoops that he feels he put her through and she made the choices that he was hoping she would make, that all of a sudden she's come around or she has the um, the right mentality. <clears throat> and Alicia doesn't feel like that. that's the key at all. Um, but he tells her that the key is to a beached sub that uh, washed up in Galveston. And beach um, nuclear sub. beach nuclear sub in Galveston. So, which is interesting how they would get the keys because again, geographically, where they're at is like not anywhere near Galveston. Not even close. <laughs> I like, know. <laughs> I lived in that area when I was a kid. <laughs> like, I mean, like where the hundred miles away, five hundred miles away, pretty close. Yeah, I mean, where they're at, depending on you know, but somewhere between Austin and San Antonio. Maybe a little east of that. Of, actually, not very close, not very far from, from where I live for quite some time. Um, but that's like 150 miles from Houston. And then Houston Houston's to Galveston is like another like 70 miles. So yeah, we're talking like over 300 miles and they randomly found these. Anyway, not that big. Hang out. Not we're that big. Walk of, over there. Yeah, not that big of a deal. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, I just I, I just found, found it amusing. Um so she puts the gun to Teddy's head, and then, of course, what happens? Dakota turns on Alicia. And Effing Dakota, dude. Yeah. Because, of course, the whole time Teddy is working her, right? Yep. Like, you know, they've had – I we didn't really talk too much about it, but through this whole episode, Teddy's kind of had these conversations with Dakota about her mother and her and, you know, uh, his kind of philo- – again, his philosophy on, you know, on life and the world and – you know, if people, anybody is a more fragile psyche that he can manipulate, it would be he, Dakota right now it, after what everything she's been through. Right? Yes. And then what they've been through even just just even more recently where it's like, hey, these people are people that Alicia knew and was friends with and lived with for a long time and they turned on her. So, you know, clearly, you know, Teddy might be onto something when, you know, with this whole the problem is all of the people and, you know, we just need a, a group that, you know, can can kind of outlive all that. Um. So uh, then uh, she tries to call she, – she's able to, um, to get the radio and tries to call Morgan, but uh, can't get a hold of Morgan, but gets a hold of Strand. And for a minute, I thought maybe things were going to get weird with Strand, like maybe he was going to uh, turn or do something strange, um, but, but obviously that wasn't the case. She, she hurriedly – um, tells him like, "Hey, you need to get to Morgan and you know tell him you know about the sub in Galveston and tries to get that out to him real quick um, because right at that time like swarming up are Riley and all his folks and then you know mm-hmm. obviously there's Dakota and and Teddy so it's like you know she kind of realizes at that point the you know her her hope to stop this is kind of out of her hands she's hoping that. You know, with what Morgan knows now, um, and then hopefully Strand, that the, the, they can kind of pull together and, and figure this out. Um, so it, it, we get to the end of the episode, and they, they get to this hotel that's kind of like in the middle of nowhere, but um, it turns out there's a huge uh, underground bunker that was built into the hotel. It's like one of those like secret government installation kind of things that they put in a hotel so nobody would realize that they built like you know this huge bunker underneath if anybody here plays fallout 76 it's the white spring Ah. it's it's exactly the white spring (laughs) fallout 76 that's funny 
Um, but yeah, they needed a, basically a new bunker because Alicia burned out the old bunker. Um, and they, they take her down a hall. They put her in a room with a huge vault door and uh, speaking of 76, um, a huge vault door and lock her in. And um, again, Teddy keeps talking to her like, oh, you're going to be perfect. You're going to reshape this world. You're going to be a part of, you know, what it becomes. And Alicia says, I'm not going to I'm not going to make this world the the world you want. And he's like, oh, I'm counting on it. So even though she already burned them out of one hideout, made them all move to a second hideout, almost killed him. But no, she's going to be the one who leads them. Yeah, I I was very Mm. intrigued by what by by Teddy at this point, because he is he almost like kind of have the feeling that. He just needs to set things in motion and just kind of let them play out. Or is he convinced that Alicia, like when when the chips are down and we've eradicated most of the population or at least around this area with a nuclear blast that she in fact will kind of become this leader that can, that can do good things. Like, I don't know. I I was very, I I don't know. This, this episode left me thinking, which I don't normally, I don't say very often when watching the walking dead or fear the walking dead. Um, But this, this episode did leave me kind of thinking at the end of it. I agree. I mean, the, it, obviously, it's setting up something like there's more to come as far as where this is going. So we'll have more context. But I didn't like find it's meandering or frustrating that I didn't get more because this was mainly an episode about Teddy. Right. I mean, the right. plot's going to come because that's how TV works. We'll get the plot. We get the plot. But as far as expanding on this guy who, you know, we have to understand is a leader of a cult, has object, has objectives, wants to, you know, cross this person over to his side like he's he's pulling a lot of strings and that's where we're we're seeing how he's a guy that can do that and by the end of this thing yeah i was left more intrigued than i am that i was you know uh, feeling a sense of lacking because i didn't get every answer like i expect to get every answer but for now i just enjoyed seeing more about this guy i agree it was um it's it's a fine line to um to walk where you you want to keep people interested and engaged but you don't want to give them so much that they're they're bored and they know what's going to happen and you don't want to give them too little so they just fall off the hook you know what i mean and i think this this really struck that balance well you know we learned uh, we learned some about teddy enough to keep us you know interested and invested and engaged and uh you know it didn't go overboard it wasn't too much either way so i i, I like the way this uh this episode went Cool. All right. So that's the end of Mother. Uh, how many how many Tobies do we give Mother, Aaron Newworth? I mean, I give it a solid four. I really like what John Glover's doing here. I think the the show is making a good effort to you know use him to his advantage as far as giving us a different kind of villain. I believe I talked about this um, a few weeks ago with the whole Alicia thing, but I, I like that it's put itself in a position where what regardless of yes we know that there's like a hero character and a villain character i like that the show's going the lengths of making it believable that he thinks he can you know turn her to the other side and like give valid reasons in the universes this show exists in like i like all of that stuff and like you said it does leave you thinking um, which is 
you know, for as visceral as the show could be, it is also nice to kind of reflect on it every now and then. An episode that actually does give me that. We know a few episodes have done that actually this season. But again, this is a really great season of The the Walking Dead so far. So um, for for Toby's, I think that uh, that, uh, sounds about right for this week. Cool. Jim? I concur with my uh, associate, Mr. Newers. I also give it four Tobies. I, uh, I liked what's going on here. I liked the direction. I liked the, uh, we got to learn a little bit more about Teddy from his point of view as opposed to John Dory's point of view last week. And uh, I'm really, really enjoying the season a lot, a lot more than I expected to. So I, I give this a four. Well, I'll go for the hat trick um, and give it four as well. Um, again, I, I really, I really uh, dig dig this episode um and and again by the beginning if 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 i would have predicted the toby i would give it at the beginning of the episode very different than the toby i gave it at the end of the episode um so yeah the show it's just it's funny how this show has has is very roller coastery um i i really hope just we've got two episodes left um in the season i really hope it's able to kind of stick the landing um because i think i i think this show has kind of um, been been very uneven um, in its over the course, um, more so even mm-hmm. than the regular show. I think so. Um, so for well, yeah, for we me, liked we liked the regular show from the beginning. <laughs> that, was, that was a key part of it. Well, true. Yes. No. Good. That is a very good point. Um, all right. So that's what we think. That's our Toby's. What did the audience say over at facebookcom group WDTV podcast? Jim Dietz. Well, we had some people that weigh in on Mother this week over there. Uh, Kevin Barry started off with a 3.5. This episode gives me hopes. Hope that Toby will conveniently show up in the time jump only to find the bunker and help out Alicia out of five. I liked the episode, but I can't say I loved it. I'm not sure if it was the fact the state of Texas continues to get really <laughs> small. Hey, Russ, in this world or the perfect timing of Dakota or the stadium folk showing up. But there were just little things that took me out of the episode. But at the same time, I enjoyed it. Now, who wants to take bets on how many of the 14-ish nuclear warheads that should be in that Ohio-class sub will get launched? Uh, Cool that you would know that. (laughs) Um, I don't speak Spanish well enough to read this, but I will try it from Miguel Montegordo Servia. Un capeluto algo flojo para lo que viene siendo la segunda parte de la temporada. Okay. I will... There, there is a there is a translation button. I would say, if not, I will uh, I will talk to my daughter in law and see if she will kindly translate this for us for next week. I can translate it right now if you give me a second. The translation for that is a slightly lazy chapter for what's coming as part two of the season. Thank you, Miguel, for for writing in. And uh, Yukiyoshi Sawada wrote in with four. Four slash two twisted fruit loops out of five. That's confusing. It's okay. His posts all often are, but we always we always enjoy getting them. Does anyone anyone else find it annoying that this guy got sentenced? Ted, this guy got sentenced. Ted, like in the eighties, and now in twenty ten, he's finally getting his sentence carried out. That is true. If he got busted way back then, they would have. I mean, on death row. Well, no, I mean people on death row a long time. Never mind. Uh, Riley, are you finally ready to accept Teddy's message? Alicia, go to hell, you blind sheep. Riley, fine. Looks like we're going to have to use extreme measures. The PA changes from Teddy's voice to Easy Street. (laughs) (laughs) Alicia, I'll kill you slowly. (laughs) 
Tonight's special guest, Dakota. And I think we can all agree that killing Teddy won't change things. We need to kill Teddy and Riley. Teddy is a crazy, but Riley is an extremist. If he takes over the world, it would be far worse. Hey, it's Cole. And he says, Doug and Viv are alive. Madison, too? No. Then stop trolling me, show. <laughs> I know, with all the talk of mothers and her mother and everything, they were definitely playing with that idea. Cole, my man, maybe stop making noise while wasting ammo? One or the other, bud. Also, I find their way of living as just surviving. But I'm also biased bias when it comes to bandits raiding mine and Clem's hotel. So, screw you guys. Oh, and you have a gun at the daughter of the woman who saved you? Screw you for that, too. Victor would be disappointed, and it's Victor we're talking about here. I mean, Madison did sacrifice herself, but for, but for, but her for thought was mostly for her kids and Victor. Cole, Vim, and Doug were like bonuses to save. Cole, Viv, Doug, not worth a eulogy or mercy moving on. Uh, like I said, Teddy is one big twisted Fruit Loop. Teddy, you're going to make the world better. Alicia, I won't make the world you want me to make. Teddy, I'm counting on it. Next episode, with Alicia pointing gun to Teddy's face, your mistake was letting me live. Fair the facts. A female extra portrays one of the cult's new recruits exiting the school bus, also portrays a second character, a resident in Morgantown. And Madison Clark is not in this episode. <laughs> Kempai. Kempai to you, too, Yukiyoshi. Thank you so much. And like uh, Russ said, if you would like to join our Facebook group, we would love to have you. You can uh, be educated in the ways of Shelly versus Sherry. You can get links <laughs> to uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, when Anne writes reviews on the main show, they're there for WeLiveEntertainment.com. And, uh, of course, you can be part of the discussion on every episode by just dropping off your Tobies or your Busters. Or your big Mo's, depending on which show we're in. Thank you so Indeed. much. <clears throat> so, as we wind <laughs> things up, uh, Aaron North, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, I'm all over the place. You can find me writing uh, these Walking Dead reviews for the proper show, and that comes back over at League of Entertainment, where also all my movie reviews can be found, including my Army of the Dead review, for that matter. I co-host a podcast out now with Aaron and Abe. With my friend Abe, we talk about the weekly movie releases. And stay tuned for this week's Army Dead episode, which features Jim Dietz, of course. And I am on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Mr. Dietz. Well, as Aaron said, I was was lucky enough to uh, guest on the Army of the Dead episode of Out Now. So if you just can't get enough of Aaron and I and uh, talking about zombies, then definitely head on over there. You could have Abe and Luke join in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check me every week on Nothing's On at the Taylor Network of Podcast.com, where uh, Dr. Current and Donnie Salvo and myself go over the week's worth of TV and entertainment news and uh, jokes and fun. We read a bunch of emails because we have a big... Uh, uh, listener base to send in emails and we also talk about what we've watched uh i think this week uh, we're going to be talking about army of the dead maybe who knows i'm not sure if they watched it or not but we'll find out and you can catch me on twitch not this friday but every other friday uh playing uh, mass effect legendary edition live uh on the streaming I, I think i'm the oldest person on twitch so check it out before i, I have to lose that title or die of old age uh that's at uh, twitch tv dot <laughs> <laughs> twitch.tv slash uh, Yoda Jones so check that out and you can stay tuned to this here uh, network uh, HHWLED for this podcast um, as well as other things that pop up occasionally um, on the network um, and as well over at uh, Taylor Network a podcast where Mr. Dr. Current and I do um, 
the Gotham by Geeks podcast. Um, so uh, oh, yeah. I've been uh, away for a couple weeks, but um, we will be back at it this this week. So we should have a new episode coming up here pretty quick. Um, that's always a lot of fun uh, talking about all things the Batman. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. I think we uh, will be back on a regular schedule for these last two episodes or pretty cr- close to a regular schedule for the last two episodes. Uh, thanks, everybody, for your patience the last couple weeks uh, as things have been a little hectic uh, on the on the, on the the personal front. So um, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you. We'll, you will hear us next week. Um, so until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, go watch Army of the Dead.